42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host and professional pet food taster, Justin Knight. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It ain't much, but it's a living, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to work, and Somebody's got to do it, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they decided, you know, they hate testing on animals, so they're just like, yeah. We don't really like humans very much, so we'll just test on Justin. What do you think is more of a real job, being a professional pet food taster, which is a real job, I looked it up, or um, this, what we do? Probably professional food, uh, te- pet food tester. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, I'd say that's pretty a professional job. you got to go through a lot. Yeah, I guess. How much what? do you think you have to eat, though, to get that taste? What I want to know is... Why are we not getting animals to try this? Why are they making humans try this? Well, I guess the, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, I guess you'd have both of them try it. I mean, what we think is good is probably not going. What a dog thinks is good. I don't know because everything I've ever eaten that I gave to a dog, the dog loves. Okay. But not everything my dog, the dog, my dog right. would eat a turd, and they think it's good. So I don't know. I also, I don't know if uh, that also, argument works. I don't know if you remember this, but I broke the news to you that your dog was going blind by accident. Oh, you did? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it probably no. is going blind. No, I, oh, I'm breaking it to you again, am I? You forgot. So it was it was uh, before your wedding. I was at your house, and your dog was there, and your dog ran up to me, and I, and I saw like the gray over its eyes, and it's like, oh, is your dog going blind? You're like, you're like, no, it's not going blind. And then your your mom's like, um, Justin, actually, we we think that he is going blind. And I was like. <laughs> Oh yikes! Uh, mm, anyway, just broke the news to you. Yeah. Hope your dog's all right. I mean, uh, she is fourteen years old, so. Well, I'll, I'm over fourteen. I'm not blind, so that doesn't mean anything. Justin, um, you're going to you're not going to be with us for the news segment because you are actually thank uh, goodness recording this on on a Wednesday night. All but the the uh, news segment, which I'll record. It's actually Sunday Thursday morning. night. Is it? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> okay, so Thursday night, um, and I'll record the news Sunday morning, but you will be in Omaha for the College World Series. So you will not That's be available. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I'll be there uh, Saturday night watching Auburn play Ole Miss. Very good, very good. And by this, by the time this comes out, that would have already happened, and it would have either aged well or aged poorly. So we'll find out in time. Let's hope it ages well. Uh, I haven't told you this yet, Justin, but I was in Target uh, the other day, right? I think yesterday. Okay. And um, and I was looking. Wow, they the have choices. they have a Target up in uh, Sip- Sipsy? No, I had to travel thirty minutes to get to the nearest Target. Yeah, that seems about right. Uh, but I was looking through the toy section because you know they got Jurassic Worlds out, they got new dinosaur toys. That's that stuff's yeah. cool. And, anyway, I was I was there's uh, the aisle over next to me. I hear a kid tell Siri, "He goes, Siri, call Patrick Mahomes." 
in the you know series like okay calling Patrick Mahomes it starts ringing I don't think anything about it right I'm just like oh he's got a friend he's got in his phone as Patrick Mahomes or something probably a quarterback on his little league team right mm-hmm. uh, no Patrick Mahomes picks up the phone and has a conversation with this random kid in Target on FaceTime like I'll, I'll I hear I hear his voice I'm like that's that's Patrick Mahomes I walk around I act like I'm minding my own business the kid didn't even know I was there the kid was by himself. And I walk behind, and yeah, he's on FaceTime. He's having like a full conversation with Patrick Mahomes on FaceTime, just hanging out, talking it's to not him. Re- it's not real. It was. It, it was. It was having an actual conversation. Like it's not. It's call, not. It, like how we are, the call and response of a conversation. It was. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a nephew or what, but uh. Nope, not real. It it was real. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm not gonna believe it. I don't know how many times you tell me. It didn't happen. <laughs> Why could that not happen? Why could he not have a like a family member or? Why like would a, he have a family member? It could in be a Make a Wish kid. No, this wasn't in, in Jasper. This was in Fultondale. <laughs> well, Fultondale. Who cares who's there? <laughs> Nobody lives there. It, I'm telling you, that like it. It looks real. I think it was real. It's just one of those fake things. We've seen it before. Anyway, Justin, I think it was real, but it got me thinking. Who is the most famous person in your phone contact list? <laughs> I have no idea. Do you have any famous people in your contacts? No, I don't have any famous people. Huh. I knew a guy that um, he had Terrence Cody's number because he went to a party and hung out with him. But mm. I don't. I've got, I've got some. I mean, I've got the guys we've talked to on here, but I don't have anybody super famous. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't talk to many people. I don't have friends. If you could, if you could talk to like one celebrity, who would it be? If you could just have their number in your back pocket for a rainy day. I'd say Clint Eastwood. Why? Why I would think he's pretty cool. Him? He's a great what's, actor. What's he going to do? Just just yell racist remarks at you? What are you going to Racist say? remarks? Yeah. What do you and Clint Eastwood have in common? What are you going to talk about to Clint Eastwood? I'm going to talk about uh, his uh, Western movies that he made back in the day. Yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll love that. I'm sure he's not sick of talking about that for the last 70 years. Justin. That guy's 130 <laughs> years old. That's all anybody's ever talked about. He's never going to die. <laughs> I think I'd pick Who'd Shaq. Who'd you call? I think Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, because yeah, that would be a great conversation. Well, I feel like I feel like I would just I wouldn't call him until I was just like maybe maybe very intoxicated and then I just feel like I'd I'd I'd, I'd show somebody it'd be like 10 bucks says I'll call Shaq. And they'll be like, you don't have Shaq's number. Then I'd FaceTime him. And he'd be like, hey, Nick, what's up? This is Shaq. You got my shoes from Walmart? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, you, you got the uh, the general auto insurance? <laughs> anyway, Justin, this has went on for too long. We got to get into um, the please. news of the week. Yeah, so you gotta, you got to get out. Leave. Go. Get out. Let me See ya. All right. Well, good news, everyone. Justin is gone, so we can get into the news segment now that he's not here to to ruin it for us all. And first up in news, the NBA Finals wrapped up in Game 6 on Thursday with a Golden State victory, the Warriors' fourth championship in eight years. Of course, this is old news by now. Still, we are in the middle of a couple of other championships as this episode airs. I quite enjoyed watching the the Finals this year. I don't typically watch any NBA basketball, not because I have anything against it or anything. I just don't have time, and I uh, I cut my cable when it's not football season. But I found a way to watch it. Quite enjoyed it. Had a good time with it. Uh, but Justin 
Speaking of having a good time watching sports, he went to the College World Series in Omaha on Saturday to watch number 14 Auburn take on Ole Miss. That's why he's not here. Unfortunately for Justin, though, the Tigers came up short in Game 1, losing 5-1. to one. Uh, And Though the Tigers may be down, they are not out as they will look to bounce back against Stanford at 1 p.m. on Monday. Justin will not be there for that. He has to come home. So isn't that, isn't that sad for a little old Justin? Hmm. The Stanley Cup, though, its final is raging on as well as the Colorado Avalanche have jumped out to a 2-0 lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game 3 will be played Monday night at 7. I've not got to tune in yet to any Stanley Cup play. It's been on in the background of a couple of restaurants I've been at here lately, but I think I'm going to watch this one tomorrow. I, I like hockey. I don't really understand it completely. Sometimes some stuff happens, and I don't know what just happened, but I'm looking forward to it. I like hockey. It's fun enough. And speaking of big championships, one of the most prestigious tournaments in the world, the FIFA World Cup, has found its home for host cities in 2026. And out of the 16 venues, America is set to host 11 of them. The American venues include New York slash New Jersey, Philadelphia, Boston, Atlanta, Miami, Houston, Dallas, Kansas City, Seattle, the San Francisco slash Bay Area, and finally Los Angeles slash SoFi Stadium. Soccer to me is a lot like Hockey, I don't completely understand it, but I enjoy watching it, and I'd love to go to a World Cup game. I think that'd be cool to uh, to ride out to Atlanta, maybe check this out uh, in 2026. we got some time to plan and maybe save up for that, so we'll see. Probably not. I'll probably forget as soon as this episode ends. But on the subject of champions and championships, one of the greatest to ever grace the sport of tennis, Serena Williams, is set to return to Wimbledon after her lengthy injury break. The 40-year-old will compete on the WTA Tour for the first time since last year's Wimbledon tournament, set to begin on June 27th. Serena Williams is 40 years old. I would have never in a million years guessed that. I mean, I guess it makes sense mathematically, obviously, but she doesn't look 40. I I don't know what 40 looks like anymore. People in their 40s don't look like they're in their 40s. Right? I mean, like 30 years ago when everybody was around their grandparent who smoked 60 cigarettes a day, it kind of kind of made 40 come a little sooner. Serena Williams does not look like she's in her 40s. And Tom Brady's in his 40s. None, none of these people look 40. How do they do it? Hmm. Probably, probably a, a cream or a serum or something. That makes sense. Anyway, in football news, the Miami Dolphins were prepared to give former Saints head coach Sean Payton $100 million over the course of five years, per a report from the South Florida Sun Sentinels' Dave Hyde. The deal would have made him the second highest paid coach in the NFL behind only Bill Belichick, if true. And of course, the deal never came to fruition, and the, uh, the Dolphins eventually hired former 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniels earlier this year. Speaking of big contracts, former Alabama safety Minka Fitzpatrick just signed a huge one with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The all-pro safety who has been with the Steelers since 2019 signed a record-breaking contract extension, making Fitzpatrick the highest-paid safety in NFL history. And According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the four-year deal is worth $18.4 million per season and includes $36 million dollars guaranteed. 
absolute lunacy. I can't imagine. I can't. I can't fathom that amount of money. That's that's significantly more than everyone I know probably put together. So good on him. And finally in news, the NCAA's Transformation Committee on Thursday announced recommendation that would provide athletes with windows to enter the transfer portal each year, which, according to the NCAA, intends to, quote, stabilize the transfer environment. The NCAA has not yet provided information on when the windows will be, but that information is expected to be announced in the near future. So that might be interesting. That would kind of... uh, Give it more of a recruitment signing day type of feel for the transfer portal, potentially. So um, we will keep an eye on that going forward. But that wraps up news. So we unfortunately have to call Justin Knight back. Let's give him a ring. All right. Well, uh, now it's time for Miss Managers. I'm going to welcome Justin back to the show. Justin Knight, welcome back to the show. You can come out of your... Out of your box now and rejoin us. Yeah, I've been in hibernation for the past couple of years. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to hit the mismanagers theme now. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad. Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had. Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers. Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad. It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive in a world of, world of mismanagers. All right, Justin, I've got three stories for us today, and we're going to start with I'm sorry, is that too many? I was hoping like one. One? How about I um, I make it one long story, I, I weave them together? Uh, no, never mind, that would probably just sound stupid. All right, so things recently got heated, Justin, in a Pasadena, Maryland mm. community on May 31st, as residents waited for their mail... Two letter carriers got into a fight in the street. One witness said that one of the mail carriers punched the window on the other one's mail truck and that, quote, one backed up and slammed into the other one like bumper cars. Hey, another a witness. Turf war. I like it. Yeah. Another witness, Brenda Ripito, said there was mail all over the street. They kept going around <laughs> the block, and at one point they were front to front hitting their bumpers together. Residents so called. Instead of, there's blood everywhere, it's, there's mail everywhere. (laughs) Residents called 911, and the Postal Service sent other carriers to pick up the mail, which was delivered by 7 p.m. Weird. That's weird, isn't it? Hey, good on them for the Postal Service for picking up the mail and still delivering it. They're the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Except for when they're fighting each other. So do you think they were from the same mail carrier service, or was this like a UPS and USPS type of deal? FedEx. I feel like it's got to be Amazon. the same, but I don't know. Um, but I don't think I mean, the same would be on went, the one road. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess it just depends on how they do it there. But, yeah, it's probably two different providers, I guess. Probably UPS and FedEx or something. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. It's good stuff. Uh, this one comes from Orwell, Ohio, where police called the Ostabula County Sheriff's Office to help them corral a drunk driving suspect. Uh, but it wasn't your typical reckless operator. 21-year-old Nathan Miller was charged with OVI, operating a vehicle while intoxicated, for driving his horse-drawn Amish buggy on the wrong side of Hague Road. Uh, officers were able to get in front of the horse and buggy, but the rig didn't stop. 
Turned out Miller was passed out in the driver's seat, and while deputies tried to uh, get control of the horse, it crashed into a patrol car. Oh Miller gosh. was treated for injuries at the scene. <laughs> a drunk Amish. I bet that's pretty rare. Yeah, or not. I guess. What else are you gonna do? I would imagine it's probably. Uh, I don't even think they drink to. alcohol, do they? That one does at the very least. I guess so. that guy does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good on him. And good our good last one. last story of the week. Vicky Umodu of Colton, California, was thrilled to find two free sofas and a matching chair on Craigslist for her new house. She was skeptical of the no-cost furniture, but the owners explained that a family member member had recently passed away, and they were liquidating the possessions. Uh, when Umodu got the furniture home, she felt some kind of item in one of the cushions and thought it might be a heating pad. But upon further inspection, she found several envelopes filled with cash. I was just telling my son, come, come, come. I was screaming, this is money. I need to call the guy. Umodo found a staggering, Justin, get this, $36,000 in total. Wow. Now what Now what do you think she did with the money? Um, Probably blew it all gambling. She returned the cash to the family, who told wow. her they had found what? other hidden stashes in the deceased man's home, but not such large amounts. Uh, as I, just, I don't think I'd be that good. I'd keep no, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you gave me the couch. That's mine. That is sketch going. Yeah, in my I mean, bank you account. gave me the couch. Yeah, you, you should have I mean, checked. How did? You, yeah, yeah. How did you not know about the money there? Um, um, there's, there's no way I return that money. No, there's no nobody. Way. See, they had no idea, so nobody else needs to know. They would have to come after me with a gun for me to consider returning that money. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, once you buy it, it's your property now. So whatever's with the couch is yours. Yeah. So if it comes with $36,000, hey, you just lucked out. Uh, as a gesture of thanks, they gave Umodu $2,200, uh, money she needed for a new refrigerator. I was not expecting a dime from him. I was not, she said. So that's nice, but also... I would not, yeah. But you're a better nope. person than me because uh, you're not getting way money better. Back. Yeah, no. <laughs> absolutely not. All right. Well, Justin, we're up against a commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the dumbest ways coaches have ever been fired. So stay tuned. <laughs> You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nick Norris. With me is Justin Knight. Now, this Woo! week, Justin, it was revealed that Texas A&M officials wanted, the Nick, Sa- wanted Nick Saban, the Nick Saban, to be fined or even suspended for his comments about Texas A&M buying recruits through NIL deals, uh, which is you know just embarrassing. I so in honor of that, they fired. I was like, wow. Now that well, I'm sure they wanted him fired, but knew that couldn't happen. But no. uh, in in honor of that, though, I thought it would be fun to go through some of the dumbest reasons coaches have ever been fired. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, but there's some dumb ones. Oh yeah. So I thought I'd I'd read some of these off to you. Uh, maybe get your response here to some of these. Um, this list comes from StadiumTalk.com. There's actually 30 of them. We're, we, I cut the list short. I've got maybe a dozen or so that I've cut it down to. Um, okay. But if you'd like to hear more of these, check out StadiumTalk.com. 
Uh, Justin, we're going to start out with one that we are very familiar with, happened pretty recently. Let's start with Ed Orgeron at LSU. Uh, of course, he is a national champion winning college football coach there with the Tigers. Um, and I'm just going to read these excerpts from the article uh, verbatim here. If you think being apathetic is a dumb way to get fired, then Ed Orgeron is your guy. Just 1.5 seasons after coaching perhaps the greatest college football team of all time and winning a national championship at LSU, Orgeron was fired midway through the 2021 season following the program's almost complete collapse. Since winning the national title, Orgeron was 9-8 and eight before he was fired, a period in which Orgeron seemed mostly disinterested in the product on the field. Uh, one problem for LSU, though, Orgeron signed a six-year contract extension in March of 2020, of which LSU was uh, forced to pay him $17 million not to coach. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. He's probably, After he won that national championship, he probably realized, yeah, there's no way I'm ever going to have a team like this again, so uh, let me just get uh, do a contract extension. If they fire me, who cares? they got to pay me the money. <laughs> Yeah, good for him. He's living on the beach now, just living it up. That's right, living the dream. Uh, This one is Barry Melrose. Um, He was uh, with the L.A. Kings and the Tampa Bay Lightning, Uh, and he also went to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1993. Barry Melrose didn't really get fired for doing anything dumb, unless you consider being totally unprepared for games and practices and not really caring that you were something dumb. Melrose got the hook quicker than almost any head coach in professional sports history when he was fired by the Tampa Bay Lightning just 12 games through the 2008-2009 season. Jeez. Uh, what happened to those 12 games? Melrose didn't have a game plan as much as a weird approach of having meetings to berate players, then saying, quote, peace out and letting assistant coach uh, Rick Toche run the practices. As in, Melrose wasn't even there. He just stopped coming <laughs> to practices and games. That's pretty good. Hey, he's a good... Uh, I like listening to him on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, number 26, Mari Wills, Justin. Of course, uh, with the Seattle Mariners and from 80 to 81. Former National League most valuable player, Mari Wills, was a tremendous shortstop, maybe as good as anyone who ever played. In his short time as manager, he was as bad as anyone who's ever put in charge of a team, and his .317 winning percentage is the worst all-time for a non-interim mm. manager. Uh, battling massive alcohol and cocaine addictions for most of the 1980s and definitely during his time as a manager of the Mariners, Wills did so many dumb things that led to his firing, it's hard to nail down just one. But an all-timer was when he got caught having the grounds crew add one foot to the batter's box before a game against the A's. <laughs> I'd pretty, say that would do it. It's pretty funny. Just to think you could get away with that. It's pretty pretty funny. I mean, who? what baseball player wasn't battling an addiction to cocaine during In the time? 80s? Yeah, yeah, none of them. All of them. They just loved it. They just couldn't get enough of it. Uh, you can relate to that. Um, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> just, just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, good. Uh, 24, this is uh, Bobby Collins. Uh, he was with Southern Miss and, um, most importantly, with SMU from 82 to 86. I'm guessing you know where this is going, Justin. Mm. Uh, Bobby Collins, he cheated his butt off and he was the head coach at SMU from 82 sure to 86 did. to the point of stupidity. Collins, one of the big reasons SMU received the only death penalty punishment handed out in NCAA history because of a massive pay-for-play scandal. Collins was a finalist for the Mississippi State job in 1990, but never coached football again after leaving SMU. 
After he was fired, mm-hmm. he was reportedly paid a severance package of 850000 by SMU to ensure he wouldn't disclose what he knew about the pay-for-play at SMU in the future. Uh, I don't think Jeez, you could he could probably got... get away with that anymore. I don't think you could... I don't think you could get away with... Uh, he got paid 850000 just to be hush about it? Yeah, just to be hush. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't talk. Pay us 850000 We won't talk about Come it. On. Come on. Yeah, I won't yeah, say anything. Do it. do it, you cowards. <laughs> uh, 22, this is one that, um, that everybody in Alabama will be familiar with due to his time there now with the Texas Longhorns, of course. This is Steve Sarkeesian. Mm. Um, now, when he was with USC... Uh, he had a, a pretty bad exit. He'd been fired by USC. Isn't as dumb as it is sad. Sarkeesian play, uh, parlayed his one year as an offensive coordinator at USC into the head coaching job at the University of Washington, where he earned the nickname Seven Wins Steve by winning seven games three years in a row. He turned hey. that mediocrity into the head coaching job at USC, where he was fired early in his second season after he reportedly showed up to several practices drunk and according to his assistant coaches, even <laughs> coached a game against Arizona State while he was drunk. There you go. Yeah. Get you. Maybe that's why Texas sucked last year. He was just drunk every game. I hope not. I hope that I hope he's doing better. I think he is. <laughs> he's had like fifteen years, so he should be. Uh, yeah, um, I would hope so. Roy Johnson, Justin, that name may sound vaguely familiar because it's so basic, but you may not be able to place where it's from. Let me enlighten you here. Uh, do you remember Bishamore, Bishop Sycamore High School? Remember that? Oh, yeah, the fake high school. The fake high school, that's right. Well, Roy Johnson was the coach of that fake high school team for three seasons. Uh, Bishop Sycamore High School out of Columbus, Ohio, built itself as the IMG of the Midwest, but ended up being the laughingstock of the entire football world after a 58-0 loss to the actual IMG Academy in 2021, revealing the school's true nature. Johnson was fired after it was uncovered Bishamore Sycamore Bishop Sycamore, I cannot say that, wasn't actually a school. The game against IMG Academy was the second in three days, and the team actually used some players who'd already played in college. How, who fired him? If it's not a real school, who fired him? I was who about to say, how do, you, how do you get fired from a fake school? <laughs> that's and like how if, is he? That's like me getting fired from starting my own lemonade stand. <laughs> and how is he the coach for three seasons? What, were they a fake high school for three years? Nobody yes, knew? they were. They were, and they would play, Justin, they would play all these smaller schools. They wouldn't get on TV, and they'd make a good amount of money off of it between you know, ticket sales, and they'd play these schools that would pay them to play them for an easy win, right? So they were making money, uh, and they, yeah. they flew yeah, they flew close, too close to the sun, and uh, and uh, I guess shut down. I, still, I, I can't believe that happened. I mean, it's still crazy because this was broadcast on ESPN. Yeah, now they fooled ESPN. School. Uh, it was also revealed Bishop Sycamore stepped uh, a local hotel for the rooms off on the trip with almost $4,000 in back checks. Johnson Lee apparently oh built his playbook. Gosh. Get this. He built his playbook off place from the Madden video games. There was an active warrant for his arrest on fraud charges while he was coaching. Jeez. <laughs> he had a good run. Three seasons. Pretty good Three for seasons. a fake high school. Yeah, for a high school that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, they were just using the hand-me-down stuff from like Craigslist, their equipment and stuff. Crazy. <laughs> uh, Seventeen. It's like, the, it's like the create a team, uh, or when you like create a player in college football and you're playing for a high school. It's just this generic colored jersey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, this is uh, number seventeen. Mike Leach. 
and we all are familiar with this mm. story. Um, of all the dumb things on the list, the firing of Texas Tech's Mike Leach is probably the most basic in terms of dumbness. That means that Leach's firing came down to his refusal to do one thing to keep his job, apologize to Texas Tech wide receiver Adam James, the son of former ESPN college football analyst Craig James. School officials determined Leach had acted improperly when he'd sent Adam James, who was in concussion protocol, to sit in an equipment shed during practice to get him, quote, out of the light. Leach refused to apologize, and he was fired in 2010. <laughs> and then he just played Texas Tech and got whipped by him. Yeah, in the middle of the, the lawsuit or whatever that was going on. Yep. He got destroyed by them. That's fun. Love That's it. good. Yeah. Uh, 15, another one we all uh, have heard a bit about, Rick Pitino. Mm. Um, there's nothing dumber than blowing your second chance, and Rick Pitino did it in one of the most epic ways possible. Pitino was so good at coaching basketball that Louisville stuck with him even after he was an, he admitted to having an affair with the wife of Louisville equipment manager, and she was arrested for trying to Yikes. extort $10 million from Pitino. He also wow. survived a scandal in which the Cardinals were forced to vacate their 2013 NCAA championship. Um, but eventually, all this caught up to Patino. What it finally sank him? His involvement in an extensive sex scandal, including recruits and paid escorts, that first came to light in 2017 and led to his firing in 2018. And I believe he's the coach. Um, uh, gosh, I can't think of their name. They made it to the tournament a couple years ago and. They just beat Bama last year, I believe. Um, Northern something, I don't know. But he's coached some small basketball school. I think they're usually okay. So he's still out there. He's still surviving. Still out there. <laughs> uh, how about this one? This is numbers 11 through 13. Alex Cora, A.J. Hitch, and Carlos Beltran, um, of course, with the Houston Astros. The Astros were on top of the baseball world in 2017 after they won the World Series for the first time in franchise history. Two key figures saw huge benefits from winning the title, and that would be assistant coach Alex Cora, who was hired as the manager of the Boston Red Sox, and veteran outfielder Carlos Beltran, who was named manager of the New York Mets shortly after his retirement. But after the Astros' role and a sign-stealing scandal during the 2017 season was uncovered, both Cora and Beltran were fired by their respective teams in 2019. Beltran without managing a single game. Astros manager A.J. Hinch was also fired, as well as Houston's general man manager Jeff uh, Lanau. All four were suspended for the entire 2020 season, and the Astros were fined $5 million. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. Because, I mean, A.J. Hinch is the coach of the uh, Tigers now, and then Cora is still coaching the Red Sox. Yep. So Beltran's the only one that really got hurt by it. It's kind of crazy that that's all that happened to all of those people. Yeah, and, and nothing happened to the players. They got they didn't even get a suspension. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Number six, this is one of my favorites, Hugh Freeze. Mm. Uh, shortly after winning the 2016 Sugar Bowl, the wheels started to come off when the NCAA accused Ole Miss of a wide range of violations, from illegal cash and car gifts to an, having another person take a college entrance exam for a player. Freeze tried to weasel his way out of trouble by blaming his predecessor, Houston Nutt, who responded by suing Ole Miss for defamation, and part of the lawsuit included Ole Miss handing over Freeze's cell phone records, which included the bombshell revelation he'd had been, he had been calling escort services almost since he'd arrived in Oxford, given the option to resign or be fired, Freeze chose to resign. 
why do all why do rich people like escorts so much? Why? I I I guess their mindset is, hey, if we can uh, lure these guys over by uh, having women for them, I guess that's the way to do it. Yeah, I guess that is the thought process there. Um, let's see. I just want to get a couple more in here. We're going to miss a couple good ones. Maybe we'll come back and do this again, though. Who's to say? Let's do... Let's do... Let's do three... I think we're going to do three, two, one really quickly here. All right. Top three. Start with number three, Mike Price, when Alabama fans were all too familiar with. It's a shame that you can't mention Mike Price's name without recalling the worst incident of his career because it has completely overshadowed an almost 50-year career in coaching, including almost 30 years as a head coach. Price made the power move of leaving Washington State for the University of Alabama in 2002, but he was fired before ever even coaching a game thanks to a wild trip to Pensacola, Florida, in which Price had nearly $1,000 racked up in room service fees on a school credit card by a pair of local exotic dancers. This was after Price School had already been warned for drinking excessively at bars near the Tuscaloosa campus. Just, just don't, just, just, just stop messing with the dancers and the escorts. It's, it's really that simple. I mean, when you're addicted to it, nothing you can tell to, to an addict. They're just gonna, they're gonna do it no matter what. Number two, even Dave, with getting the opportunity to coach Alabama, mm. still gonna blow it away. He sure did. Uh, number two, Dave Bliss. Uh, the crookedest, dumbest coach to ever walk a college basketball sideline was probably Dave B- uh, Bliss. That doesn't account for how dangerous he was. Bliss tried to do no less than cover up a murder while he was at Baylor in 2003 when one of his players, Patrick Dennehy, was murdered by teammate Carlton Dotson. And Bliss tried to frame Dennehy after the murder as a drug dealer. Bliss did so in order to cover up his own crimes. He was illegally paying the tuition of Denny uh, and another player and wound up with a 10-year show-cause notice for his actions. That is insanity. Crazy. And number one, our last one on the list, Bobby Petrino. We all know Mm. him. Some people might even love him. Bobby Petrino's firing at the University of Arkansas operated on several different levels of dumb. The part that got him fired was an affair with former Arkansas volleyball player and assistant recruiting coordinator Jessica Dorrell. After the couple were involved in a motorcycle crash in which Petrino was severely injured, details of their relationship came to light that included a $20,000 cash present from Petrino along with securing her job on the football staff. Petrino lied to the athletic director Jeff Long about the affair, including that she was on the motorcycle with him and only came clean when he realized her name was going to be on the police report. Long-fired Petrino, who seemed to have Arkansas on the brink of being a national title contender. And that's the dumb part. Mm. Poor guy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Justin, I think I've talked for quite enough. I'd love for you to do some talking and for us to learn a thing or two in the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? Ah, yes. Well, I figured since I'll be away at the College World Series, how about we learn a thing or two about the College World Series? So, the first men's College World Series, it was played in 1947 in Kalamazoo, Michigan who also hosted it in 1948. 
The tournament was then moved uh, the following year to Wichita, Kansas. And in the same year, uh, George H.W. Bush was captain of the Yale baseball team that made the World Series. Pretty cool. How about that? Uh, The first um, one played in Omaha was 1950 and boasted a total attendance of 17,805. Although the Men's College World Series is now a profitable event, it lost money for 10 of the first 12 years that it was in Omaha. Uh, four Omaha, I guess they call them Omahans, people who live in Omaha, <laughs> whatever. Omahans, who maintain their faith and interest in men's World Series during those lean years are due much of the credit for the tournament's continued presence in Omaha. So that was the late Ed Pettis, uh, the late Morris Jacobs, and Brian Reed, and late Johnny Rosenblatt, which it used to be played at Rosenblatt Stadium. I believe they moved from that stadium few years back uh, he was the mayor of omaha and an avid baseball fan these men and others formed the foundation for college world series of omaha very cool. so i thought that was pretty neat and then i think there's something else i found about why it was played in omaha so it's uh, been there for seven decades as we know um which I mean, from what I've heard about it, I mean, people who live in Omaha, I mean, it's, this event's like worshipped. It's biggest thing, which, I mean, it's Nebraska. What else do you have to do? So College World yeah. Series is in Omaha. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a big thing. Um, let's see. So it's hosted 71 College World Series tournaments. Uh, local kids go to the games. You know, newlyweds take photos. Couples get engaged there. Um, there's a lot of volunteers that go and help out. Uh, that's really it. Uh, they say they call it baseball heaven was spearheaded baseball in 1940s heaven. by mayor Johnny Rosenblatt and a group of Omaha business leaders who I've already listed. Uh, the founding fathers came upon their golden opportunity when they traveled to Wichita for the 49 world series. So I guess that's when they came up with it. They're like, let's move it to Omaha in 1950. And as I said, it failed to turn profit, which is crazy to think the first 12 years there, 10 out of the 12, it didn't even make money. Yeah, that um, is crazy. Uh, so they got local business to finally start supporting the tournament. And then from then on, it really started to grow. It's Someone said it's part of the fabric of the city. Uh, someone's a Omaha board member of the Carlton World Series. He was 16 years old in 68 when he watched his first uh, World Series game. In his 32 years working with College World Series, he's seen others fall for the tournament the same way he did, by going to the ballpark. That's so lovely. let's see. Uh, yeah, and I think that's really it. Uh, he is recruiting, blah, blah, blah. The price maybe you're for gonna, a... Maybe you're going to fall in love with it, and maybe you'll be on the board. I should be on the board. I think I'd do yeah. a pretty good job. I think you would. And it just talks about other things. If you want to read more, it's, I think it's Sports Illustrated. They did a article on... Um, why it's played in Omaha. So the new stadium, it's called Ameritrade Park of Omaha. Very so, good. I mean, Rosenblatt, I guess, was it, you know, it was a very famous stadium. Um, so I don't know how long they've played it here at the Dune one. I think it's been like six, seven years, something like that. But, uh, oh, this was threatened during COVID. But, yeah, that's it. So it's pretty cool that, I mean, can't really think of any other tournament like this that's been played in the same city for so long. Um, yeah. I mean, because basketball, it's played in different cities every year. So it's pretty unique. And uh, it's pretty cool how the whole city kind of rallied behind it. And it's just, it's a huge event for everybody that lives around there. 
So I'm looking forward to it. Well, good deal. You'll have to uh, take a little selfie, and we'll post it on the uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah, you should. All right. Well, Justin, we're up against a break, but when we come back, we're going to give out our weekly sports awards, the TG Emmy, so stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game Managers Podcast, where we are about to give out the week's most prestigious awards in sports, the TG Emmys. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight. Hello. I'll start out with my award, Justin, and this week I'm giving out a Lifetime Achievement Award. This is going to WNBA legend and the league's all-time assist leader, Sue Bird, who said that she is retiring. Sue Bird, after she said she is retiring after this season. She is a 12-time All-Star and 8-time All-WNBA selection had previously said she's considering retiring after the 2021 campaign, but this past offseason she signed a one-year deal with the Seattle Storm where she spent her entire 21-year career in the WNBA. So good for her. After two decades, I'd probably want to do something else too. So very cool. Yeah, I've never heard of him. So. Well, you don't watch WNBA. I mean, I don't either. But I. Uh, yeah, I, so I have no idea. I couldn't, na- I couldn't name one player. Yeah, well, I can barely name one NBA player. So it's not a... Uh, well, yeah, you don't watch any basketball, so you, yeah, you have no business knowing any basketball player. You have no, you have no business, Justin. Okay, you have no fine. business. All right. Um, so mine was uh, someone needs to stop smoking the weed. Um, that's for uh, Tyreek Hill, who said uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I don't even know his, how do you say his last name. Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Blah blah blah. I can only say it if um, I say Tua first. If I try to say the last name by itself, can't say it. I got to say Tua first. Yeah. So he said Tua has better accuracy than Mahomes. He was just like dogging on Mahomes. Wow. And I was like, huh, okay. Um, he won you a Super Bowl, and the reason you were so successful. Um, I'm gonna have calm to calm down there, little buddy. I'm gonna have to find my friend in Target and give him to call Mahomes, and I gotta let him know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's not cool. It's not cool. So that's right. my award. Good deal. Very good. Best of the week. Best of the week, Justin. I'm gonna have to give it to Auburn going to the World Series at yeah. the time of recording. Like Woo. we said, this is Thursday night. We don't know how they're gonna do, but regardless, awesome that they made it that far no matter what so very hey they projected them to finish last in the sec west so yeah so very good they made it that far and bust of the week this is the opposite of the best of the week uh this goes to british gymnastics and uh all this comes from a really despicable story from the guardian uh which claims that the british gymnastics and they i guess that's a, a business in britain i don't know or it's the British gymnastics? I don't know. They enabled a culture where young gymnasts were starved, body shamed, and abused in a system that ruthlessly put the pursuit of medals over the protection of children, a devastating report has found. The independent review by Ann White, uh, QC, based on more than 400 submissions from those in the sport, enough stories of gymnasts as young as seven being sat on by coaches while stretching and others humiliated in front of their peers and deprived of food and water by coaches. One quote says, I heard extreme accounts of gymnasts hiding food, for example, in ceiling tiles or under the bed in their rooms. 
Uh, I received accounts of coaches checking hotel rooms army style and travel bags for food just to starve these girls to be super tiny. So that's that's terrible and the worst thing I've heard this week. So they get busted. I don't even know why they still have gymnastics. That's the worst things happen in gymnastics. It seems very dangerous. But uh yeah, I think it's cool to so. watch. But uh yeah, don't don't do that. Don't don't starve kids. It's not worth it, I don't think. Anyway. Uh, to our last segment, Justin, listener letters. Go getters, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters. The letters wrote by you. If you would like to reach the show like Mark and Laura did this week, you can do so by emailing us at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com or can go on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGMPod. Send us a message there. Mark is our first letter of the week. I'll read this one out. He oh, says... hello, Mark. Mark says, If you were going to buy a pro sports jersey from any current player, who would it be? Good question. Mm, current player. Mm. Oh, gosh. I would probably get... I would want, I guess, a football jersey. I'd get, I get, I was gonna say I'd get Derek Henry, but I already have it. I'd get, um, I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I would probably do baseball, and since I'm a Royals fan, I'll probably go with Whit Merrifield. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I don't know. I guess I'd, um, I don't know. I don't want to get something basic. I don't want to, I would, I would never, I don't even hate Tom Brady. I think he's, you know, obviously he's great, and I I don't have anything against him, but I would never buy a Tom Brady jersey, just because I feel no, like because that's, I feel like ever that's so generic. But that, and then it's the same thing with like a Patrick Mahomes. It's so generic. Yeah, like, it's generic. Yuck. too. See, now I like I'd like to get a retro basketball jersey like the Phoenix Suns when they had their cool jerseys back in the nineties. Like I yeah. would like to get a Charles Barkley uh, Suns jersey. That'd be pretty cool. See, there's a lot of like former players I'd like to get jerseys for. Yeah, current players probably not as much. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know how they're going to age, what team they're going to go to, if they're going to beat their wives or whatever and get canceled. Like I don't, <laughs> don't want to spend that yeah, money on. Yeah, you don't on... know what's going to happen with the person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you though, Mark. Uh, the other letter we have comes from Laura. Laura says, "Hey guys, my boyfriend James listened Hi, to the Laura. show and was wondering if you guys could give him a shout out for his birthday. Thanks." Shout out. Shout out, James. Shout out. Happy birthday. Shout out. James, you're an awesome human being. You deserve the greatest of shout outs. Hope you have a wonderful birthday. Uh, now, Justin, appreciate you, happy James. birthday. Go ahead, sing. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. All right, now do, now do a rap. Happy, happy birthday. Yeah, okay, James, it's stop, birthday. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Why'd you make me stop so soon? I was just getting going. I didn't want you. To, I didn't think you'd do it. I didn't. I don't want you to do that. It's enough. Well, hey, nobody. I'll, I'll do it behind the mic. I just can't do it in front of people. Nobody <laughs> knows what I look like. All right. Uh, I think that's the show. I don't. I don't know. If you want to, if you want to reach rock. Us, if you want to reach us like those those lovely letters did, those listeners can do so by uh, emailing us gamemanagerspod at gmail.com or following us Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, messaging us at TGMPod. Uh, other than that, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week, same time. 
Uh, and we'll we'll do this little shindig again, Justin. What do you think? What do you say? Come back for for another episode. Yes. Great. Come back for another one and another one and another one. Hey, have a great week. War Eagle anyways, guys. Yeah, and everyone have a great week and a happy Father's Day as well. We will see you next Sunday at the same time. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGMPod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara. Sayonara.